Welcome to the greatest show on the internet. It's Ask. Some questions you don't want to miss this week, so stay with us. Welcome back to Ask. My humble opinion, no statistical analysis, greatest show on the internet. I'm Pastor Jamie at Cornerstone Church. If you have a question uh, about faith or the Bible or life in general or anything else, you want to ask it, right? You have it, other people have it as well. So go to cornerstonebv.org. There's a media page uh, drop down and then you put in your question. You can leave your name, don't leave your name, it's up to you. Um, we need the questions to keep making this show great. Um, so if you have one, we want to hear it, all right? You might hear it in a couple of episodes, a couple weeks, right? So, uh, first one, what do you think of the organization HeGetsUs.com and all their ads and billboards? I actually was unfamiliar with this organization before this question. So I read an article in Relevant Magazine, not the best magazine, by the way, but I read, that's where I found an, uh, where the main person behind the campaign, Jason Vanderground. Apparently, this is an ad and billboard campaign that has more than $100 million behind it. So a lot of rich believers or churchgoers are behind this. The idea is to show people that Jesus is relatable. And no matter uh, who you are, what you're going through, you can connect with him. So I really do get the sentiment, right? I love the sentiment and even can sympathize with it, you know, somewhat because we all want to see broken people receive the healing and knowing Christ is the solution. We, we should anyway. Here's the main problem as I've read through this interview as I see it. This campaign is mostly devoid that I can see of the gospel, sin, salvation. And so it strolls off the road of biblical truth. So one thing that Jason, the founder, said is that research has found that people just want peace. Their relationships are toxic. Well, of course, we know that to be true. But it's important to help them to understand that Jesus had peace, this is what he said, with those around him. I paraphrase. And this made me smack my, my palm into my head, right? When you read the Bible, peace, the, the last thing that happened to Jesus was a huge crowd were screaming for him to be killed in the worst possible way. And spoiler alert, he was crucified. The entire religious establishment hated him. They wanted to kill him. If you're looking for truth, go to Jesus. If you're looking for peace with God, go to Jesus. But if you're looking for just peaceful relationships, go to a counselor. Honestly, this is more, in my opinion, of woke Christianity. It just wants to celebrate Jesus as, a, as kind of cool for culture. Forget his bride to the church. Forget biblical Christianity because there's hard truths there. And instead, recognize that Jesus is relatable and helpful because he gets us. He does get us, right? Because he's God and he created us. He gets the fact that we've sinned. He gets the fact that we're headed towards judgment that we deserve. That's why he came to us in the first place, right? He gets us enough to know we can't save ourselves or heal ourselves. And so he died for us. He gets us to know that all of our sorrow, all right, and all that we go through, but he doesn't just sympathize with us, but he gives us a path forward. There is a way of life. Jesus calls us, which is why um, Christians were originally called the way. This, this way is full of how to live and how to not live which people might call judgmental and therefore not relatable. My opinion, stop trying to make Jesus palatable to culture and show culture who Jesus really is, right? Love people enough to tell them when sin is sin and that the only path to peace with God is to know, believe, and follow Jesus. So at least initially, I'm not a big fan. Second question, in John 16, 7, Jesus says, and I quote, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. This is from the ESV. So the helper, of course, is the Holy Spirit, right? The question is this question, still the questioner. 
Why could he not come until Jesus went away? So this is a great question that you might not love my answer, right? We don't know. Well, that's not completely true, of course. We, we know that Jesus sending the Holy Spirit is more helpful to us than just him walking the earth because the Spirit lives and indwells the believer, right? So he's always with us. He's softening our hearts to sin. He's changing us. He's giving us gifts to, to live and, and, and bear fruit. However, the question is really asking, why couldn't Jesus give us this gift and remain with us, right? But see, Jesus only came to live in this broken world, right, to make a way uh, so it could be made for, for the Spirit to indwell us. We needed to be saved from our sin. Jesus came to accomplish that. And it's God's will and plan for him to, um, to then, uh, only then send the Holy Spirit, right? Jesus is not meant to reign in a broken world. He will do so once God's will is accomplished. And he's brought everything, uh, healed everything, including the world. So in the meantime, he sent the Spirit to empower his people to live out and spread the gospel. So when all uh, these hopefully helpful words that I've given you. In the end, we simply don't know exactly why this was God's plan. That's all it is. It's his plan. Send Jesus to die for us and rise, and then he sends the Holy Spirit to live in us, and we wait for Jesus to return. Third and last question, if it says in the Bible that God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, Genesis 1:26. My question is, who was God speaking to? Was it to the heavenly host, all the angels in heaven, the Holy Trinity, or someone else? Well, uh, in the question, I think you mentioned a few of the very good theories that scholars have held over the years for God using plural and referring to himself. It probably isn't angels because man being made in our image is most definitely not angels, right? You're made in the image of God, not angels. Another theory that people propose is that God uses the plural of majesty or the royal we that was sometimes used to show dignity and splendor. Um, the, 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 the theory, though, that the early church settled on the most consistently as this language shows that while there is one God, Elohim, there are three persons, right? So the plural was used. Great questions this week. Be sure to go to our website and ask your question today. We will see you hopefully at one of our three gatherings, Saturday at 5, Sunday at 9 or 11. Please come join us. We'd love to plug you in if you're not already. And be to, also be, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and get all of our great content at Cornerstone BV Media. Um, that way you're not just depending on social media to see our videos. All right, we'll see you soon. God bless.